Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, October 1st, 2016, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Jian. We'll be right back. Hello, Hello. Emily. Ooh, we both said hi at the same time. Jinx. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, can I not say anything now? Uh, well, I'll let you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, in disbelief, because as we were talking before the microphone came on, I just can't believe it's October already. I know, time is just going too fast Way this year. Way too fast. Well, speaking of time going fast, I mean, we're going to have to jump right into business mm-hmm. today because we do have lots to cover. The B-16 shortwave frequency reshuffle is coming up in only a month's time. Yeah, we normally don't make too many changes, but this time around, we might actually get to add a new broadcast frequency and time. So we're crossing our fingers. And to do so, we need your help. That's right. We will be carrying out test transmissions from October 3rd to the 8th. The test will run on 9.595 megahertz on October 3rd, 9.665 megahertz on October 4th, and 7.215 megahertz on October 5th from Kimje toward India at 1400 to 1500 hours UTC. Also toward Africa, the test will run on 9.570 MHz on October 6th, 9.710 MHz on October 7th, and 11.615 MHz on October 8th from 2300 to 2400 UTC. So if you are a shortwave listener in or near the target areas, please tune in to these frequencies during the test period and uh, send us your reception reports. We will determine the best frequency option for the new season based on your feedback. And for more information, please check the PR Room section on our website at world.kbs.co.kr. And of course, the PR Room section is under the About KBS World Radio tab, or you could just simply follow the banner on top left corner of the website as well. Moving on to the next item on the bulletin board, K-Pop Connection will be having a special open studio recording session on October 16th. Now, not only will DJ Young and Angie be recording the show outdoors, but they'll also be joined by a bunch of great K-Pop artists. Another thing that's super special about this particular open studio event will be that it'll also be broadcast live on YouTube. This is a first for not only K-Pop Connection, but for the entire KBS World Radio as well. So it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. And the recording starts at 1 p.m. on Sunday, October 16th, Korea time, which is 0400 hours UTC on Sunday, October 16th. So don't miss this rare chance to listen to and watch K-pop Connection live in action. But if you miss it, though, don't worry, because you'll be you'll also be able to listen to it on radio during the regular KPC broadcast time. In about a week or two, I think. I think it'll be broadcast within the month, so 
Well, just wait for that. Or if I were you, I'd just watch it on YouTube and then listen to it again on radio. I think it'll just give you a a different feel too. Yeah, that sounds like the best advice. It's good to actually see the video Mm -hmm. and all the people watching and listen on radio too. And last but not least, it is birthday time. So happy birthday to all the October babies out there. And we want to also give some shout outs to our New Zealand monitor, Brian D. Webb, whose birthday is tomorrow, actually, October 2nd. And Lani Onoraja, our monitor in the Philippines, who will be celebrating her special day on October 20th. So happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to both of you. And some of our KBS family members will also be celebrating their birthdays this month as well. Our wonderful producer Unji Kim, she's smiling at us right now. Now she'll probably be very busy working this day unfortunately but her birthday is on October 15th so it is just two weeks away. Only two weeks away and our male correspondent Yuna Lee's birthday falls on October 28th as well so wish them a happy birthday. Happy birthday to both of you. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the latest letters and reports from our listeners, so don't go away. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed-up, emailed comments, letters, and reception reports from you, our listeners, and we'll share some of those with you on this program. Taking a look at a snail mail from Italy first, listener Marzio Viccioni sent us a number of things in an envelope, including a reception report, a letter, some radio station stickers, and a brochure for a contemporary art gallery in Italy. So first and foremost, thank you very much for all of the above. And as for the recession report, he wrote that he was really surprised to find that he could listen to our program on August 28th from 1300 to 1400 RZUTC on 15.5. 575 megahertz using a Sony ICF 2001D receiver with a 15 meter long external long wire antenna. He rated the Simpa 25342 it, so it wasn't all that spectacular but uh, he also requested a QSL card and uh, gave us some details of the programs he heard and in the letter he wrote, it was a great pleasure for me to listen once again to the nice musical program of your radio station here in Lido di Camiore on the Italian Northwest Coast. The songs I listened to were very nice. I like the songs that you broadcast very much. The radio is my friend. Music is also my friend. I very much liked listening to your programs of the day. Your program was my soundtrack today. I hope to continue to listen to your radio station and the nice programs you broadcast for a long time again. Well, Marzio, we're very happy to hear that and great to hear you've enjoyed our programs. And we do hope that you will continue to listen to our station for many, many, many years to come. Now, thank you again for all of your souvenirs and we look forward to hearing from you again soon. And of course, your QSL card will be on its way shortly. Now, up next, we have another report on the frequency, this time from North America. And it dates all the way back to July. Listener Andrew Sirani of 
Canada sent us an email recently telling us that he heard us on 15.575 megahertz on July 31st between 1300 and 1330 hours UTC using a Sony ICF 2010 receiver with a 7 meter wire antenna. He rated the simple 35233 and said that he listened to Hot Issues of the Week and KPI. He also listened to us on September 18th again on 15.575 megahertz from 1300 to 1330 hours UTC and he listened to the same programs once again and this time the simpo stood at 35343 so it was slightly better than earlier. He wrote, reception conditions in my location just outside Toronto, Canada, have been far from ideal during the A16 broadcast season. And I have not been able to consistently listen to your station as in years past when you had relays from North America. Perhaps you could return to such an arrangement in the future. As always, I enjoy your programs and perspective on Asian and world events. And I will continue to keep an open ear for your broadcast on shortwave. I would greatly appreciate your verification of these reports, if correct, with a KBS World Radio QSL card. P.S. The KBS calendar you sent me is in use on my desk beside my shortwave radio. Many thanks. Well, thank you, Andrew. It's great to hear about the calendar and uh, let us know if you want one more for next mm-hmm. year as well. I think we have to start a list pretty soon. Yeah, probably sometime by the end of this month or next month. You know, I actually might have started a list already. <laughs> As for the relay, though, I don't think there is a plan for such an arrangement in the in uh, in the near future. But as you may have heard at the beginning of the show, we may be in for some changes in the coming B-16 season, although the new target area is likely going to be in India or in Africa. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, you might be able to hear us better on one of those frequencies. In the meantime, we'll send you a QSL card very soon. Once again, thank you very much for your report, Andrew. Staying with the frequency, our monitor Russell Summers in the U.S. continues to monitor 15.575 MHz using a Yacht Boy YB400PE receiver and a telescopic antenna. And like Andrew said, the conditions have been far from ideal in Indiana, U.S. as well. For a while now, he had rated the overall merit for the 1300-hour UTC broadcast on 15.575 MHz very poor throughout much of September. But fortunately, there seems to have been some, albeit little, improvement. On September 17th, for instance, he rated the SIMPO 34333, and on September 24th and the 25th, it was 25352 on both days. We do hope the conditions will continue on an upward path, and uh, thank you very much, as always, for your dedication, Russell. Now, the signal might have been particularly stronger than usual on 15.575 MHz on September 17th. Our regular listener, Joseph Pekanka of the U.S., also left us an online reception report recently after listening to us on 15.575 MHz on September 17th between 1300 and 1400 hours UTC. He used a Drake RHB receiver with a 19-meter sloper antenna and wrote the simple 
0435443. He also left us a message saying, Touch base in Seoul had an excellent interview with triathlon athlete Julie. It was very enlightening and enjoyable. On KBS Listener's Lounge, the lead stories are always good and today was no exception with the hosts discussing their outdoor plans. The song Break Let's Go to Hawaii was also very enjoyable and once again inside the mailbag was a standout. Great job folks. Time to end for now as I still have to finish my outdoor yard work. Till next time best wishes Joe. Well, thank you for your report, Joe, and I hope your yard is looking nice and fall-ready mm-hmm. by now. We'll send you a QSL card soon. Also from the U.S., listener Paul Walker from Alaska left us an online recession report and uh, sent us an email and sent us a post. The email was to inform us, though, that there had been an error message pop-up after he submitted the online report. Fortunately, we were able to find the report without a problem, but thank you for the email, Paul. The seven reports were for September 1st, 9th, and 14th, and uh, he tuned in to us on three different frequencies at these times using his Texan PL880 receiver and a 225-foot-long wire antenna with an MTEC-Z M2 antenna tuner and a DX Engineering preamp. On September 1st, he listened to us on 9.515 megahertz between 1650 to 1710 hours UTC and had very little luck, though, with the Simpo at 13221. On the 9th, he listened to us on 9.515 megahertz again from 1630 to 1650 hours UTC when the Simpo rating was 2 across the board. And from 1650 to 1700 hours UTC, he tried 9.640 megahertz, which was actually worse with the Simpo at 23121. From 1820 to 1830 hours UTC, he tuned in to us um, at 7.275 MHz, and the Simpo rating then was 32332. Well, it looks like the conditions were slightly better on September 14th. From 1640 to 1650 hours UTC, he listened to us on 9.515 megahertz and rated the simple 23222. From 1650 to 1700 hours UTC, he rated the simple 34232 for 9.640 megahertz. And finally, from 1850 to 1900 hours UTC, he heard us on 7.5. 0.275 megahertz and gave the broadcast a simple rating of 44344. So finally, some good reception uh-huh. there. Now, as for the mail, he sent us his business card and a lovely postcard with a photo of the Yukon River, which he says is a local photo from his village. And I must say, Paul, you live in a very picturesque place. It was a very beautiful postcard. Uh-huh. And on the postcard, he wrote, KBS English staff, thank you for a consistent, quality, entertaining and informative broadcast on shortwave every day. I enjoy your English shows when I get a chance to tune in. So thank you for all the KBS World Radio souvenirs and QSL cards over the time. Also, I love your large-sized QSL cards. Well, speaking of large-size QSL cards, Paul, who is also a shortwave broadcaster himself, sent us the QSL cards he sends to his listeners as well. 
It's a handsome card with mm-hmm. an image of a classic-looking microphone with the words, The Classics Experience with Paul B. Walker Jr. Well, Paul, we love your QSL card, too. So thank you for sharing it with us. And I think we're going to find, uh, find some room for it in mm-hmm. our display mm-hmm. case. And, of course, we'll send you the QSL cards for your latest recession reports very soon as well. Once again, thank you very much for your reports. Next up is an emailed reception report by our monitor, Suma Bhattacharji of India. He sent us his very detailed logs for three days when he listened to our broadcasts using Texan PL660SSB digital receiver with a telescopic rod antenna and 20 fish external random long wire antenna. On August 20th, he tuned into us on 9.515 megahertz between 1600 and 1700 hours UTC. Although he rated the simple 34343, so overall it was quite fair. He wrote the signal was weak and very difficult to copy after 1630 UTC. I heard the full program, but it was very difficult to hear and understand. There was no interference, though some amount of noise was present. However, noise issue was not a problem in listening. On August 22nd, he tuned into us on 9.515 megahertz between 1600 and 1650 hours UTC. He rated the SIMPO 44334 and wrote that the signal strength was fair, but it was too noisy. The recession deteriorated from 1640 UTC approximately, and I discontinued listening around 1650 UTC. Thankfully, I was able to listen and understand much of the program content. Overall merit of the recession was not very satisfactory. And on September 2nd, he tuned into the same frequency between 1600 and 1650 hours UTC once again and gave it a simple rating of 4 across the board. He said the signal was quite good and I found much improved conditions compared to observations of last month. The signal strength was at fair level and I had no problem in listening and understanding the programs. There was no interference and noise issue. Overall merit of the recession was very satisfactory. Sumaya also wrote, I would also like to thank KBS for useful information on North Korea. On recommendation of a friend, I recently watched the documentary Camp 14, Total Control Zone on YouTube, and it was shocking. I am thankful to the constructive role KBS and the South Korean government plays in this regard. I also appreciate listening to special news commentaries and analytical reports on such vital issues. Recently, I'm reading a lot of books, so I'm curious about book reading habits in Korea. Can you please discuss about book reading? the number of bookshops, recent book reading trends, and uh, anything related to books really in Listener's Lounge program or in the Soul Calling program, whatever is convenient. It will be of much interest to me. Soul Calling and Saturday Mailbox, Listener's Lounge, are two amazing programs on KBS and I really appreciate listening. Well, thank you very much for that comment, Sumia. And uh, unfortunately, the reading habits in Korea are not exactly outstanding. Apparently, in 2015, people read 9.3 books a year on average, with teenagers reading about 15 books per year and seniors reading less than three. And I hate to admit it, but I'm not exactly helping out the average That's either. your New Year's resolution, right? It is. And I, I told myself that I would read at least one book a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I finished maybe three by now. Three out of eight months? Yeah, but there are like five Nine books months. that have 
um, bookmarks in them right now because I haven't okay. gotten to fi- uh, finishing them. I have a habit of reading a number number of books at the same time, and I never really finish them. So, yeah, I'm not exactly helping the average up much at all. I'll try to get or fix that at so least on my like end. like 3.5 books or something. Yeah, like that. I still have three months to go. Well, books are quite readily available, though, although the number of small neighborhood bookstores has gone down significantly over the past years, especially in Seoul. But the giant bookseller chains can be found in most urban cores, and many people also buy books online, which are often delivered in less than a day's time. If you order it before noon, you usually get it by the evening. So it's quite convenient there. Electronic books are quite popular, too, although personally, I still prefer mm-hmm. paperbacks with my bookmarks in them. Yeah, I like paperbacks too. Mm-hmm. But in Korea, they say the fall is the season of reading. So hopefully many people will feel more inclined to pick up a book or two this fall. I myself included. Yeah, you um, should finish those five. I should. Then I really you'll should. be like almost up to the number yeah. of the months that you needed. Yeah. Yeah, I need four more. to. I need to start four more. That's what it is. But anyway, thank you for your report, Sumia. And on an interesting question, too. Your QSL cards are on their way. Now, here's another report that came with an interesting question. Listener Sahadat Hussein of Bangladesh left us an online report for our 1600-hour UTC broadcast on 9.640 megahertz. He listened to the broadcast on September 15th using a Grundig Yachtboy 80 receiver and an external antenna and rated the Simpo 55455. He wrote... My warm regards and cordial love from Bangladesh. As a regular listener of your English service, Korea Today and Tomorrow and Drama Lines are my favorite listening programs. These programs are interesting, informative and enjoyable. Thank you again for these nice and interesting programs. Now I have a question about Korea. What is the tallest mountain in Korea? How tall is it? And is that mountain famous? Kindly tell me details about the tallest mountain of Korea in your program. The tallest mountain in South Korea is Hallasan Mountain in Jeju Island, and it's 1,950 meters tall. So it's no Everest, but it is... pretty big. Yeah, it's one-seventh size of the (laughs) Everest, but it is quite famous, not only because it's the tallest mountain here, but also because it's at the center of Jeju Island, which is the biggest Korean island, and also a province all on its own. Hallasan is also very beautiful. I've been there a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and yes, it is gorgeous, and a lot of people travel to the resort island just to go hiking there, too. A lot of people love hiking in Korea. Yeah, very, very popular. I love hiking in Korea, too. Mm-hmm. I've been to Halasan Mountain as well. I didn't do the whole thing because it was summertime and just Ooh, way too hot. Not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today's letters and recession reports. Uh, we must thank everyone once again and... Uh, Well, thank you for keeping in touch with us. And uh, please know that the information you provide to us is very important. And we rely on you to keep tabs on how our broadcast is being received in your part of the world. So please do keep those recession reports coming. We'll now move on to our new Listener's Lounge segment, peeking into the KBS World Radio's mailroom. Here's Inside the Mailbox with Yuna Lee. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yunha Lee. In 
this weekly corner, I'll share updated information from our Facebook page and events and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I'll tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. This week, we updated the cover photo on our English service page. The photo was taken at Gyeongbokgung Palace by none other than our listeners' lounge host, Emily, during a nighttime tour. The Royal Palace is currently open for evening tours until October 28th, so if you're in the area during this time, you should definitely pay a visit. In the cover photo, you can see the entrance gate to Gyeongjeon, the main throne hall of Gyeongbokgung Palace. Gyeongjeon, which is National Treasure Number 223, was used during the Joseon Dynasty for coronation ceremonies, as well as hosting meetings and receptions. You can find this photo on our English Service Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash EnglishKVS. Now let's move on to website directions. Today I'll tell you how to find Touch Based in Seoul, which is the weekly interview show aired right before listeners lounge on Saturdays. Touch Base in Seoul invites a wide variety of guests from in and around Seoul to share their most interesting and exciting lives, stories, and experiences. On the English service main page, scroll over Program located on the top horizontal menu, and a blue menu will appear. To the very left side of the menu, under People, you will find Touch Base in Seoul. This link takes you to a page that contains all the previous Touch Base interviewees. Click on the title to see the full story and pictures. Furthermore, click on the small orange audio button next to the title to listen to the full interview. To take a closer look at these features, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr English. Some of our listeners asked us via Facebook mail if the listeners' satisfaction survey gifts were sent out. We actually mailed them on Tuesday, which was September 27th. So if you're expecting a prize, keep an eye out in the next two to four weeks. Thank you for your patience. And once again, thank you for taking the time to share your valuable opinion with us. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend. That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim ji Thank you for joining us and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.